Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. You have to be there, like, but I wish I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Good, good. Uh, we've just been talking to Ronald Agar, obviously, about the obvious uh, in the Ireland squad. What is your sense of, um, like, does Joey Carberry, he obviously needs a bit of an arm around the shoulder now from Graham Rountree. Is he going to get that in the shape of, is he going to be, is he going to start this weekend? That's what I'm trying to ask you. Yeah, I presume he will start. Um, I think it's obviously very disappointing for him and uh, it's going to be debated for, for a couple of weeks now before um, certainly be probably the, the rest of this week and the weekend and next week. A lot of people will be riding on us as well. And uh, um, I think he just needs to, the best thing you can do when you're dropped is to is to, is to get a performance, go out and play again and try and... Um, Try and put it behind you a little bit. Maybe it'll be it'll be the reaction that he needs. Um, I think he's been playing pretty well this year with Munster. Um, it's hard to kind of fault his performances and say he's been playing, you know, well below par or anything like that. That's not the case. But I think it's more a case of Ross Byrne just playing really well and and and, and Jack Crowley. Um, I think they. They obviously see something in Jack Crowley that's that's um, impresses them. I think his attitude, his physicality, um, and also Ross Byrne. You know, he's he was probably written off after you know a couple of years ago when he played against England a couple of times, and Ireland's pack was dominated. So I think since you know coming on for that twenty minutes against Australia in November and kicking that win penalty and obviously playing really well with Leinster is. Um, has benefited him as well, so uh, it's unfortunate for Joey Carberry. I just, I do, I, I do worry a little bit. Um, it's going to affect him one way or the other here mm. to a reaction, or will it really dent his confidence and the perception of of the player as well? And if he feels that perception, that and becomes more vulnerable. But he's an outstandingly talented player, and we we probably have spoken a lot about. Um, you know, seeing that kind of full 80-minute performance from Joey Carberry and that that is zip in his game that we know he has. Um, so it's disappointing. Um, I've experienced it a lot. I just listened to Ronan there. He probably didn't have to experience being dropped a lot. Um, but it happens to, to players. And just look what happened. Gavin Coombs in November, he's, he's a younger player, less experienced. Joey Carberry's 37 caps for Ireland. But... Um, I think you could also argue that, um, you know, are they all form selections? And I'm sure you're going to probably talk about uh, Conor Murray and Keith Earls as well and maybe Jacob Stockdale that they're not form selections, but they're more gut selections from a coach and a coach has to have the, the leeway to be able to do that. And You'll always get some coaches who, most coaches will do that. Players they trust and, and they look at the bigger picture of what they can bring. But for Joey Carberry, I, I really hope that it has, it's a negative situation now for him, but he he just needs to go now and play for Munster and maybe maybe it'll take a little bit of pressure off him. Yeah, that that key that's the key point almost that you made there. On one side, 
he can acknowledge what's going on, see what a pivotal moment it is, it is in his career, and want to go out and, because it's such a big moment, almost force it too much. Like, it's hard to... Can you find a freedom, Quinny, or did, in your experience, did you find a freedom out of something like that, or did it tighten you up a bit? Um, it, 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 the, the initial part of it, Adrian, is really tough and frustrating because players will say and sports people will say, well... You know, we don't listen to the outside world. We don't read the papers, but you feel all that kind of scenario and you feel the spotlight on you and you kind of go, what do my teammates think of me? Um, well, that's the way I thought of it. I was like, God, um, you know, this is, it's, it's so difficult to take and and how am I going to react to it? And, and it's hard at times. Um, but I think once you accept it um, and... I'm sure Joe, you uh, you mentioned about Graham Rowntree offering him support, um, but it's also you know Mike Prendergast who he's 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 back to coach in Munster um, to look at what he can do better and how he can play with that bit of freedom. And I saw somewhere online someone making a comment, um, just a rugby supporter saying that you know we've um, there's been a, a lot of talk about Joey Carberry for years trying to get him more structured um, and. And and kind of, you know, maybe now that this will loosen him up a little bit, as you say, and, and make him just not overthink it and overanalyze it. So so it can work both ways. You just don't know. But I think he does need a bit of support. And and I tell you, the, the best support you can get is from 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 teammates. You know, even a text message, uh, players putting, giving you a little tap on the shoulder and say, look, keep the head up. We still believe in you. You know, you get back. Um and you start to re- rebuild yourself again. So it's disappointing. But the, the good thing for Joey Carberry is um, the World Cup is not for, you know, not till September. And it can change very, very quickly. You know, there can be an injury or two. He could be starting a Six Nations game by the end of it. Who knows? And one performance there just changes everything. So um, he's just got to keep believing and, and the support is really important for him. So... I think initially it's really tough to take and you start questioning yourself, am I good enough? Um, what do people around me, uh, the, the players think of me? Um, do they trust me? Do they believe in me as well? So I think it's it's you've got to obviously feel a bit of pain, but um, going to Toulouse on Sunday isn't your ideal scenario mm-hmm. for a bounce-back solution, you know what I mean? Because um, it's, it's a really tough place to go, but he's just got to try and focus... And, um, and and get his performance right and hopefully the team play well, Munster out there as well from his point of view. I suppose, Quinny, the most surprising thing that I took from it yesterday morning was that it wasn't a surprise for a lot of people. A lot of people saying, you know, Ross Byrne and, and Jack Crowley are, are there on merit in Andy Farrell's squad. Uh, like, when you heard the news yesterday, were you were you surprised that Carberry hadn't made it? I was surprised and my first thought, Shane, was how, how will this affect the player and and we actually need Joey Carberry. Um, you know, that, that that's what I'm thinking. Is is there? It's a big call from Andy Farrell, but the other two players, and you've got to acknowledge this, they deserve to be there, mm. I think. Um, but my worry then is how will it affect Joey Carberry? Like, he's, he's not the most expressive, dominant, uh, vocal player we see in a field. Um that's not the way he kind of um, goes about his business or he's, it's not his temperament. Um, but 
I, I was surprised in a sense that, and w- but, but when you peel it back then and you look at the merits of of, of, of uh, Jack Crowley and, and Ross Byrne, um, you think, well, we shouldn't be that surprised because, you know, I think Munster have had a really good run recently. I think they've won six of their last eight games and he's played pretty well in all those games. Um, there's a mistake or two in there and I think when you when you analyse um, probably Joey Carberry's game a little bit, he there's a little bit of lateral running still in there, um, being square, going to the line and, and taking contact and you know making some line breaks and going into the physical side of it hasn't been um, probably that zip and spark is 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 we're still looking for it a little bit. He shows glimpses of it. Um, so I was surprised in a sense that, but when you peel it back and you look at the log- logistics of it and the logic behind the, the selection, and look, it's probably, I know it's it's Andy Farrell's team, but you know, Mike Cat as the backs coach would have a big say in, in in the type of backs he wants and the type of game they're, they're going to play and the attack they're going to implement. But um, he's just got to dust himself down and keep saying that. And um, it's far from the end of the world. It's far from... Uh, you know, a disaster, I think. Um, and this could, if, if if dealt with in the right way, could be, it could even galvanise more support for you sometimes from the, from the fans, you know what I mean? If you mm. come back and you have a game, people are, you can nearly feel the, the crowd or the support wanting you to do well again because he's a very popular player with his teammates and, and with Irish rugby fans. But, um, you know, let's hope he, he, you know, gets a performance on Sunday and, um, you know, plays for Munster then probably the week after and, and he's going to have lots of involvements now and um, gets back on track. Yeah, and as you say, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the flip side of that as well as the positive knock-on for Byrne and for uh, Crowley as well down the track. We'll come back to it. Uh, one of the players who's been sort of ditched out, like the... the Perhaps the Carberry thing, apart from anything else, is a good message and a reminder to everybody else in the squad about, like, you know, you're not, you're guaranteed nothing here. Gavin Coombs is obviously one of those who's been through that quinny in the last number of months, um, and then comes up with like a man of the match performance last weekend, uh, gets included in the squad. I read a quote there from Sean Klein this week saying, comparing him to CJ Stander, um, around his work rate and stuff like that. What's, what has impressed you about Gavin Coombs most recently? I just think more involvements in the game and I think that stuff he would have been working on with the coaches and, and the feedback you get when you do your analysis. He's an incredible athlete. He's six foot four or five and you know, probably hundred and fifteen kilos and powerful and, and has has pace and real footballing ability. I think more involvements in the game for him and the more times you can get an athlete like that with the ball in their hands, the better. I think if you compare uh, him to probably one of the best players in the world at the moment, and Caelan Doris. I think there's no reason why um, Gavin Coombs can't. It's 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 a big ceiling because Doris has been outstanding. But if you watch Doris's game, it's just it's just multiple multiple backup moments all the time, tackles, uh, turnovers, the breakdown, carries, offloads. Uh, regular, regular involvements and you want your number eight with the ball in his hand a lot because he's a pivotal carrier for you um, and I think Gavin Coombs has has probably gone back to basics a little bit and just looked for more ball, probably got fitter and sharper in what he's doing um, scores a lot of tries, a lot of these tries are picking goals because he's very difficult to defend so that's one of his strengths, you wanted to keep building on that 
And if you get close to the line with, with any team Gavin Coombs is on, you want him picking. So, um, Is he making a World Cup squad? Um, it depends. I think he's, de- he's definitely in the mix. He's definitely right up there and he's giving himself a real shot here. But I think he's got to bring um, a little bit more of an aggressive kind of temperament to, to his game. Um, a little bit of no-nonsense and a bit of kind of body language that indicates um, he's he's um, he's not going to take any rubbish or crap from anyone and that he's going to, you know, be explosive in his defensive work and, and his carries. So, look, I think he has that ability to, 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 to really, for his game to grow more and more. Um, but you have to, as a background, particularly, I, I don't think it's ever changed, but in, in more so in the modern game, you've got to have multiple uh, successive involvements and regular involvements because, you know, obviously playing in the back row and, and um, watching back row players, they can they can really, really influence games in, in such a positive way for your team by pressurising the opposition, making tackles, turnovers. And then the flip side of that, if you have your back row making lots and lots of carries in a game, well, you're usually in a good place and you're usually in 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 a position to, to be winning games. So um I, I said I say it again, just Doris, the influence he has in games and the special moments he has. Gavin Coombs has that ability. Um it just needs to and they're different players. It's pro- I don't want to sound unfair and say Gavin Coombs has to be like um, <coughs> excuse me, Kaylin Doris. Uh spot on like him he doesn't he just needs to obviously I think he has an ability to be you know an incredible ball carrier carrier on wider channels as well if he runs onto the ball at pace and he's a very difficult player to stop so um, it's a big opportunity for him he needs to train well and he needs to train with a bit of an attitude and, and actually not be in the Irish squad saying well look I'm nice and comfortable here in the back row selected and um, you know he needs to fight for a place here and 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 make him, make his presence felt in, in in training as well. Must be tough for players, Quinny, who are who are on the outside of the squad or the fringes of the squad, wondering, you know, does Andy Farrell want form or does he want, you know, players who are who have that experience? Because you mentioned the likes of Stockdale, um, and he really has been quite poor of late for Ulster. I know there's been injuries that have hampered him as well, but. I mean, players on the fringe of that squad must be looking in going, how do how did some of these lads get in I, when I'm playing really well for my province? I'd say it's frustrating for some players. So you could argue, Shane, and it's a good point, that some players could pick up the phone and say, well, there's certain guys in the squad that I don't think they're playing well in the last few weeks. Mm. And, you know, I've sat down with coaches over the years and said, well, um, you know, why aren't you starting me? I'm playing well and the guys ahead of me are not. Uh, you know their form isn't brilliant at this particular moment not not consistently because obviously you're not going to be in an Irish squad if um, if you're not a good player and if you're not able to deliver at international level and this sometimes we see the young players coming in for a period of time and they need to you know go back to their provinces and play more and gain more experience and develop more but yeah there's and he'll know that Andy Farrell but I think if you if you there's no r- incredible, notable omission here that somebody is not in the squad that could be doing that situation that re- has a really, really, really strong argument. Um, 
I think Kieran Treadwell and Nick Timoney can feel a little bit um, unfortunate. Um, they would be disappointed, obviously, but it it does go back to your provincial team and how they're playing as well and collectively. Um, you know, I think he's looked at, at Jacob Stockdale and and seen that um, that he's probably gone with a, a gut feeling there and and when this player has an ability to you know score brilliant tries, he's delivered before. He was outstanding in 2018. Um, scoring tries for Ireland. Uh, an incredible year it was and, and he was pivotal in that. Um, recently, you know, we haven't we haven't seen that spark from Jacob Stockton. So I think it's it's trying to give the player a chance and a shot of confidence as well that he's brought back in there. And the coaches do need, um, whether we as players agree or not or the fans agree or not, they need to have leeway to to go with their gut and some decisions, and it, it can be hard for other players. Um, you know, Kieran Treadwell has left out of the squad. He was a very important player in New Zealand, and he's not in the squad now. You know, Ian Henderson is back. Joe McCarthy is in there. James Ryan and Tyburn they're the locks. Um, so, you know, Caelan Blade could be arguing, saying, "Well, if it's picked on form, why, why, why are, am I not in the squad?" and, and you know, I, I should be in the squad and Conor Murray hasn't played much lately and he's not been picked by Munster now. So there's lo- there's a couple of arguments in there. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Um, Jordan Larmer being back in the squad is a form selection. Obviously, it's one that jumps out. It's brilliant to have him back. Because um, when you look at all our back three players, I think, you know, and that's maybe benefited Jacob Stockdale. There's, you know, particularly in the wing situation, there's there's... The depth there and the and, and the amount of players that you can select from isn't kind of jumping off the page. Um, Mike Haley can feel a little bit unfortunate, but I still think he's he's he has their attention and I think he's played very well for Munster. Everybody would acknowledge that, and he may may, may still be a, sh- a shot for a World Cup. The time is running out for guys who are outside the picture here, mm. um, who haven't played in a while because you've three warm up games. I think one of them is after the squad has been picked. Um, you five six nations games so um, it's a very strong squad and it's a squad that I think by and large 99% of it you know is picked um, and and with players who can and can deliver performances uh, but it's still you know the World Cup is is um, where we want to see performances in the form I still still think they'll obviously want to do well in the six nations but you know, we're we're all a bit sceptical and a little bit nervous, particularly what happened in 2019. So um, it's it's uh, it's tough for some players, but it's an exciting kind of journey now in the next few months. And I would say the door is not closed on anyone. And I know coaches say that, but I think um, you for, for players who are not in it, the Ulster players, those guys, they've got to go out and perform and try and get their team winning again. Yeah, well, if Carberry goes on and is a man of the match performance on Sunday, uh, suddenly everybody's <laughs> the, the clamour is back on again, and we'll uh, we'll see exactly how that how that plays out. But as you say, look, there's 14 players to come out of that for a match day squad alone, not to mind the World Cup. And when Hedgehog comes back, there'll be five of those players that won't even uh, be included in in the reduced World Cup squad. So plenty uh, for to us to get our teeth in uh, over the next few months. Anyway, Quinny, just talk to us a little bit about Sunday. No Jack O'Donoghue, of course. 
were suspended um, and clearly missed out in the Ireland squad. Uh, nine points from three games for Munster, sixth in the pool, top eight to go through. The connotations we're not sure about, and but they'll know what they have to do before kick-off in that game. Unthinkable that Munster wouldn't go through. They need it. Um, yeah, they need to go through. I, I wouldn't say it's unthinkable because I think um, the probably um, the expectation has, has, has shifted this year, particularly with the start of the season they've had, and nobody expects Munster to go and win the European Cup. I think being in the knockout stages would be really important for them. Um, we've seen from you know the reports, RG Snyman is back, back training. Um, what a boost he would have uh, that would be for Munster to have him back. To have a dog bow back training, Thomas Ahern, Finney and Witcherly, um, to get some of some of those powerful, a little bit more power back in the squad, um, come the knockout stage. And I think, you know, the way they're playing and the way they're developing, I think they'd still they'd make a you know, they'd make it for difficult for somebody. Most probably they'll be away if they get if they get through, they're gonna be down in that six, seven, eight position if they get through. But um, I think the results that they they need Stormers to beat Clermont um, because um, that'll push them down. Clermont are on six points and um, and and they're away to Stormers. Um, if Sale were to beat Ulster with a bonus point, um, they could go to ten points. So there's a couple of results there. The Montpellier London Irish game. Montpellier are on seven points. Um, they've got London Irish at home, so you expect them. They're going to get probably four to five points there and, and go up. So um, I think there's there's just a couple of results there that could push Munster out of it. It could happen. And we've seen stranger things in, in, in this situation a number of times over the years when you get to the last Euro- European game. But um, they will know what they've got to do. Uh, but I expect Toulouse, who are top of the pile, um, they'll want to finish top and they'll pick a strong team. They always do. And, you know, they're pretty ruthless as well. So it's a pretty daunting task for them. But Munster will know what they have to do. And and um, maybe it will suit them a little this game that they um, they can just throw caution to the wind a little bit, which which um, may help them. Uh, but, you know, they may need a losing bonus point here. It may mm. be the situation. And, and that's probably the advantage that they'll know. But... Um, they've just got to go for it, but it's going to be very, very difficult to beat Toulouse out there. Ulster did last year um, when Malia Cruz was sent off for Toulouse and it, it made it uh, a, probably an easier situation. Ulster were hanging on in, in, right at the end of the game. And obviously in the return fixture, they came back and beat them in Belfast, which which cost Ulster. So, um, yeah, you'd never know. You'd never know. But I think I, w- I would worry about the power because you're playing one of the most physical sides in Europe mm. and uh, away from home. Um, but let's see where Munster are at. I think their their you know their confidence and their self belief has increased a lot. Uh, Leinster Racing obviously tomorrow afternoon at the Aviva and Leinster looking to nail home advantage for the, all the knockout stages if they can manage a win there and Racing hanging on after beating Quinns at the weekend and still in the hunt then for the last sixteen. And I mean we've spent a lot of the morning obviously talking about Joey Carberry and I think that's legitimate for the day that's in it. We'll spend a lot more time talking about uh, Ross Byrne and on but I'm sure he's got a real pep in his step now, Quinny, and a real sort of chest out and been backed by all around him, sure getting loads of plaudits, pats on the back and a big opportunity for him now as well to uh, put a stamp on this one. There'll be a lot of focus on him. Yeah, there is, there's no doubt. And, you know, when 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 I played, 
you know, for Munster, for, for you know, in, in when we were successful winning European Cups, I think we had 16, 17, 18, 19 Munster guys in Irish squads um, consistently. Leinster have 20 guys in this squad. So this is, um, you know, that this there's, there's huge kudos in that as well, going into training, seeing 20 guys uh, from your team that are in the national squad. There, there's a lot of pride in that and I think they all will have a spring in their step and for Ross Byrne yeah of course he's going to be delighted um, he's back from the, the wilderness a little bit and it's a real confidence booster and a perception changer for him as well so you know they've been absolutely ruthless this year you know to get three bonus point wins and the manner in which they won the games um, you know you could debate the opposition particularly the Gloucester game you know, the, the team they sent over in December was pretty shocking, to be honest. But understandable in the sense that they were probably going to be beaten anyway. But I think the performance in round one against Racing over there just highlighted the difference here with this Leinster squad and, and their ability to play, their skill levels, the pace, the tempo, um, the fitness levels. So I think it's really this competition is theirs to lose at this stage. Um, they're probably they're going to be at home um, all the way to the final so it's going to take a special performance for someone to beat them um, I don't think Rassing are going to you know Rassing are on 8 in pool A and 5 points um, I don't think they're going to get anything out of this game and and possibly won't make the knockout stages the The advantage for them is the teams behind them are are pretty abysmal as well. Gloucester behind them, Leon on five points, and Leon are on three points. So, um, Racing could miss out in the knock on, on the knockout stages themselves here. So, it's I think Leinster will will just probably take it to another level given the game is on the Aviva as well. And um, as I said, they'll be full of confidence and and joy this week. That twenty. Breaking up a small bit there, Quinny. I think we might have lost you. Are you with us? You're there. You're back. Give us, give us a just very briefly, if you can. Obviously, with uh, Ulster up against Sale, obviously as well uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so the Leinster game, the Ulster game, and the Munster game. You're not. It doesn't sound like you're talking about three Irish wins there. Situation for Ulster playing at eight o'clock on Saturday night, and there'll be a bit of anger, a bit of bite in 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 their, their, what they're trying to do and they're playing for you know possibly get into the knockout stages they're only on three points so bonus point win is a must for them so I think Ulster will win the game I think Leinster will obviously beat Racing and you never know what happens uh, in, in Toulouse but you'd have to say that Toulouse are going to be very very difficult to stop and will most probably beat Munster but I have a feeling Munster could cause them a few problems and uh maybe get something and score some tries when they're there mm. alright let's see how it goes Quinny thanks a million enjoy the games OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar